0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, I'm Randy Renner. It is time for another edition of Scatter Shooting.
1: We're at tap. Boom, boom.
0: That's Jeremy Griffin alongside, as always, for another edition of Scatter Shooting. We call it Scatter Shooting because we talk about anything.
1: That's right. We do talk about everything and anything.
0: And this music... That we open the show with to me, reminds me of a little bit of the X Files, yeah. the old TV show. Some of you, depending upon who it is that's listening, may be too young to remember that. May not, you know, maybe going ah, the X Files. What the heck is that?
1: Awesome is what it is. Awesome is what it is.
0: And uh, I don't know. We're I'm sure we're. Going to get uh, knocked off the rails here at various times because it is scatter shooting and we get scattered and scattered, smothered, and covered, as we might say. Nice. And get off all on down. Sounds like college fries. I know, right? Yes. But we do at times talk about other worldly things.
1: At that point, I need to have that effect where it's like, delay, you know, worldly, worldly.
0: <laughs> yes. Where uh, strange things happen, life on other worlds, Worlds, other planets, planets, other galaxies, things like that, (laughs) and yes, life has been, we think, (laughs) discovered.
1: How many times? Another world. How many times have we heard? uh, We think life has been feel like. uh, Oh well, lots of times. Yeah.
0: You know, we thought that there was there would be life on. Uh, several other, and I do. I think that life is out there on various other planets. Sure. And in other star systems and galaxies and uni- universes, universi. I don't know. Universi. Pluralism. <laughs> <laughs> and I am college educated, but, you know, hey. Um,
1: <laughs> universi. <laughs> Man, I'm down with that. I know that's kind of cool, isn't it's it? It's great. That may be a word I just created. It's going in the show notes right now. Yeah, there. right there. We're going
0: to talk about universe.
1: Universi. I'm putting a, uh, uh-huh. quotes around it, so when you guys read it, yes, it'll be. You know,
0: you'll see that, and you'll go, "Wow, I wonder what the heck that is." <laughs> but uh, they have discovered. Apparently, they've discovered life. They think on Venus.
1: Yes, but, but well, sort of, but
0: not really on
1: venus yeah hovering a few uh, thousand feet over it right yes
0: in the atmosphere of venus because as best people can tell researchers the temperature on the surface of venus is like 150 degrees fahrenheit hmm. not that life life as we know it life as we think we know it probably could not exist Dude, there. but that does not mean that life doesn't i mean exist 120
1: on degrees in saudi arabia in december right it's only 30 more degrees
0: right there done that? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm eight hundred. Oh, I thought you said 150. No, well, I, I like, may have said that, but okay. I meant to say. I'm I like, wait have, a minute. I don't. I think could have had right, an, but... I could have had a Joe Biden moment. Just oh, then. there it I, is. You know, I don't know. I had. If you listened to episode five, I had a Joe Biden moment or two. Yeah. In episode <laughs> episode five.
1: It's true. But
0: no, the, the as best they can tell, the temperature on the surface of Venus eight hundred. And 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah,
1: that's hotter than I would like it to be.
0: Yep, that's uh, hotter than the proverbial pistol, as uh, they would say. Yeah, But yes, a study's come out, and uh, what may be the first hints of life on Venus has been discovered by an international team of astronomers using observations from the James Clerk Maxwell Telescope on Mauna Kea. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's in... uh, that is in Hawaii Yeah, for, uh, you know, you folks in Godibo. But the uh, team detect- detected. Gotebo in
1: Oklahoma for you folks it in is. Manicoa. Yes. Uh, the, uh,
0: you know, really, instead of saying Gotebo, I ought to just say my hometown for you folks in Warica. There it is. Mauna Kea. That's in Hawaii. The team detected the gas phosphine in Venus's upper clouds on Earth phosphine is excreted by microbes that thrive in an oxygen-free environment. Yeah. You know, we could not live yeah. in an oxygen-free environment, but some things can. The discovery was published in uh, Nature Astronomy.
1: Oh, so we have a uh, a reference. Yes. Fantastic. Let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, so-called life. So, I think I speak for most people when I say even if we found microbial life that's not good enough I want to shake hands with an alien yes the way that aliens shake hands however that is and by mm. the way if you guys hear a loud slap it's because I'm <laughs> going for this fly we got a fly in the studio and I will have no more of it but go ahead yes we that's do. what He's I want
0: flying around right now uh, but no, yeah, I think you're right uh, that that microbial life, especially living in the upper atmosphere of a planet.
1: Eh, I'm sorry, I'm just that not doesn't interested. really count. I realize for most people that's like, but, but see, look, it's proof, and I'm like, well, yeah, there's proof all around us. Life is life. I mean, that it, it is a big deal. I'm not going to say it's not, but I also think the reality is, and this is, I mean, we're going to have to call this our conspiracy show because honestly. We've, we've really, we've, this is episode six. And for you and I to have not really dove in full fledged into conspiracy by this point is really, it's shameful. Honestly, <laughs> we've kind
0: of touched on it. We've just a, a yeah. little bit. But, we're like, Oh, know, there's conspiracy. Wait, let's not talk we haven't, about
1: it. We haven't gone in deep uh, on it yet. No. no. Cause the, cause the thing is there's no doubt in my mind. Like, I mean, I, I live in this space that governments in this world that we live in absolutely have evidence and proof of intelligent life that's at least non-terrestrial. They may not even be from another planet. I mean, they may have, I mean, maybe, you know, ancestry-wise they are, but they may be spacefaring people that are just living on ships or other dimensions. But either way, non-terrestrial people or entities, NTIs, for short, um, I think that there is evidence. I mean, do you disagree? No, I don't. Dis-
0: no, I don't disagree at all. You know, in, in, in one of our previous episodes, you know, I I talked about and this was one where we, we talked about alien life and religion. Right. You know, the way I grew up in a Baptist church, that if you were, you know, going to go to a home somewhere. If you believe there were, there was alien life. Yeah. You certainly weren't going to be following along with the Baptist church because if you believed in something like that, then you obviously didn't believe in God because that was not the way things were taught. Mm -hmm. And my thinking was that if I'm God, all knowing, all powerful can do whatever, Why would I create life only in one place in the vastness of the universe, which, you know, when I was a kid growing up in a small town in Southern Oklahoma at night without a whole, uh, without big city lights around, you look up and you're like, wow. You know, there bright lights everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, stars and other planets and things like that. And so how could there not be other life somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, because if I'm God, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it this way over here, over here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tweak it a little bit, do something else. And over here, I'm going to do something else, or maybe I do it the same way, but because it's somewhere else, things evolve differently, but I am not what I am not going to do is create it only once in one place yeah i am not going to do that
1: so check this out there was uh recently discovered some different uh, hominids on this planet and there are uh, theories uh hominids are basically people like people um in in Indonesia it was recently they they 've dubbed them the Hobbits, which is not far from New Zealand, which is where the Hobbit was filmed mm-hmm. so that 's just mm-hmm. interesting trivia um they call them the hobbits because they they thought they had originally found the skull of a child, and uh, when they looked at the teeth, they realized it was a a full grown adult, and they 're like three foot something high and uh what 's interesting is they before they saw this evolution, this is what science basically had said is you have all these different um, human type beings. Obviously, we're not anthropologists on this show. This is just, right. just transferring data. So <clears throat> they had all these different and, and they were seeing them as like progressions, like you went from this to this to this. And now what they're what they're coming to realize is that a lot of these species existed at the same time, but they were separated um, by oceans, essentially, so you had them on islands, you had them uh, separated by mountains and things where they never really could could connect with each other and that the theory that's being put out by ancient alien theorists is that um, essentially the earth is a petri dish for experiments and building different hominids um, and and what's really interesting what I want to get to is blood type. Because they, you know, we all have A, B, or zero. Zero. A, B, or O. <laughs> we all have zero blood. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. No, A, B, or O, positive or negative. And uh, the RH is a rhesus uh, monkey thing. It's, man, it's science there. Anyway, RH plus, RH negative. But here's the thing, that if a RH positive blood type mother and fa- and the father is an RH negative blood type that can actually cause pregnancy complications. Now we have, there's forms of medical intervention for this, but originally when you used to take a blood test for getting married, this was one of the main things they looked at because if you had a child, that RH positive blood type would attack the RH negative blood type. So if that baby was RH negative, and here's the crazy thing, 15% of our population is RH negative. So the thing they can't figure out what, what basically they've, looked at is from a standpoint of how that happens that it's implied that the rh negative blood types on the planet have evolved if you will from a different starting point Hmm. than the rh positive wow yeah crazy stuff right indeed it is yeah and it,
0: you know, it almost deserves that more of that X Miles uh, music. You know, when you talk about right something like that, because it it's a little.
1: I was going to play it, but it will trigger a whole set of things. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> uh, it would be a cascade effect, it in, would which uh, could end up being in, in ending in the end of the world
1: as we know it. That's but, exactly uh, right. It's yeah. like when I almost I, Google searched Google. <laughs> that i mean i almost hit the button i was in google yeah, i typed in google i almost hit search that would not be good who knows ending what would everything. happen i know bunch of antifa's out there are googling google right now <laughs> just social unrest
0: yes the world may have already ended as we know.
1: that is the you know what honestly that is the arrogance of us in this show to assume that it hasn't yet i mean really i mean who knows the way things are going this is this is the conspiracy thing I have to say. If first let me just say this, if you're living in the year of twenty twenty and you've made it this far, and you don't believe there is a conspiracy somewhere in some form that's literally like clandestine, like real life conspiracy, not some little You know, I think ExxonMobil wants to put additives in gas that we don't know about. Not something like that. I'm talking about a real-life, like, change-the-planet kind of conspiracy. I don't know what's wrong with you. If you really think that all of what's been going on is just normal course of action. Right. That's ridiculous. That we, The idea that we have not had disclosure on life off of this planet at this point is crazy. Because, you know, to me uh
0: i i definitely think with what would what has gone on over the last many years i agree with what you said earlier that the major governments around the world us the ruskies the Chicom's, <laughs> they know they know and probably several In, others
1: insert xenophobic comment right now
0: sorry uh, I didn't say anything bad against, certainly not the Chinese. I'm talking about the Chinese communist government, the ChaiComs.
1: Exactly. Not the Chinese people. No. You, you got to make a difference. The,
0: not the Chinese people at all. And not the Chinese food. No. My goodness. Heck no. Anyway. And the Ruskies, well, you know, it's the Ruskies. But the, they, all, they are, <laughs> yes, I'm, it's very popular. Uh, they know already. And I think they have all gotten together basically and decided we can't make this public because people won't be able to take it. Right. They will not be able to take it.
1: But I think we can now. I do too. (laughs) I (laughs) I think we could have, uh, you know, and we probably could have,
0: yes, we probably could have, you know, if that were to come out, you know that, Hey, yes, it has happened. People will go,
1: well, of course it has. Yeah. Right. Right well it's kind of like if people were to say the uh, the media is left leaning like used to saying the media has an agenda that they're left leaning would have been a conspiracy theory like it really would have been 20 years ago it would have been somewhat of a conspiracy theory yeah well now it's like well yeah we know i mean it's not even hidden you know some some might even though it's not
0: even hidden some might still think ah, that's just some sort of right wing conspiracy. No, I mean, it's literally, it's, it's, it's the truth. It's, you know, you can't, yeah. all, all you have to do is just see what's happening. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the other day as we record this, you know, Trump is on at almost every day with a news conference in front of, you know, screaming hyenas in the white house press room, or if, if he's out at an event, firing off all kinds of questions uh, at him and he's up there for an hour yeah taking it joe biden is socially distanced in front of five reporters you know we were asking things like um mr vice president what did you have for breakfast today was it good did you enjoy it you know that sort of thing multiple choice questions multiple too. choice questions never fill in the blank you know, he's apparently reading answers off of teleprompters and, you know, and there's screaming at Trump and he's firing off, winging it, firing off answers. Uh, and, you know, nobody is, nobody in the media is questioning. Um, yeah, that's totally normal. Totally normal. Why, you know, and they're not questioning why, Did you know, the other day, Kamala Harris is talking and she's going, well, in a Harris Biden, you know, and then she stops and tries to correct herself. And it was later in the same day where Joe Biden is talking about, well, in a Harris Biden administration, you know, and you're like, uh, hello, yeah.
1: wait a minute. You know, a really interesting observation. Someone made the other day and I don't remember who it was specifically, but it was somebody who matters. They said, you know, it's really easy. And, and I don't know where they stand politically, but they said it's very difficult, um, to see, like, the left hasn't hit its limit of how far is too left. Right you, right. you know what I mean? How far We right. know how far too right is. Like, you, you look at it, and you're like, I mean, you know, that's kind of, eh, that's a little too far right. You, uh, there is no too far for the left. Well,
0: here's something, and, you know, especially when we talk about the media, how far left the media is. There was a story the, the other day that talked about, uh, all of the protests, the quite frankly riots that we have had in this country this year, uh, and you know, and we've had a history of protests, riots in this country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This year will be the most, and we're not even through yet with 2020. Who knows what else could happen? But this will be the most expensive year as far as uh, insurance claims for the damage caused by all of this and uh, they believe it's going to end up being somewhere between 1 and 2 billion dollars <laughs> well the story that was written about this said that the protests were mostly peaceful uh mm. mostly, mostly peaceful, peaceful. And it has caused between one and two billion dollars.
1: Wow. In
0: damage. Yeah. Well, I mean, peaceful was,
1: protests though can be very destructive. Apparently. Yeah. I mean. apparently. I don't understand that's, how that's you what don't, we've I don't seen. how do you not know that? That's weird. I thought you would know that. Here's one. Here's one. I think this is fantastic. Um, this was from September fifteenth, which as we record this was two days ago by a brilliant Young journalist uh, named Megan Vasquez uh, reporting for CNN. Mm. And uh, before I get into this, did, you you're familiar, I'm sure, with the uh, with the Abraham Accords. Have you heard about this? This is the peace treaties being signed in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really amazing story. Right. And I don't want to spend much historic. It's absolutely historic. Um, so here's the headline uh, that. I don't know if Megan came up with it, but but I want to read it to you. White House largely disregards coronavirus precautions during Abraham Accords signing. That's yeah. the lead. You know, back in the day, this would have been headline
0: news around the world and certainly in, in this country. But now it's being either downplayed, not reported really at
1: all, mm-hmm. or
0: it's something like this, coronavirus precautions downplayed during the summit.
1: The whole article yeah, is, it's, about, is that. about that.
0: And, you know, the other day when President Trump was ha- having a news conference under, Nor- well, under a different president, had this happened, most, if not all, of the questions would have been about the historic peace accords that have been struck. Right. Well, the other day, it wasn't even, there was not a question asked about it. Hmm. Not a question asked about it. This The news conference went on for an hour. Yeah. And now Kelly McEnany talked about it. The president talked about it, but no questions Mm -hmm. about it. Because, you know, that doesn't really, fit the narrative you know if you start talking about something h- historic like this the media is thinking well ah, geez i mean you know this may improve trump's chances of getting reelected, and we can't have
1: that that would be disastrous that would be, disaster- yes, that would be disastrous yes look at all the bad things he's done to the country
0: and you know and then there was another report has come out according to the census bureau and they're trying to take the census right now. And it's been because of the pandemic, it's been a mess mm-hmm. and things have been totally fouled up with it because of all of that. And a,
1: I'm a, getting a political call right now is what it says on my phone.
0: Huh? Maybe I'm sorry. Listen, it. you I mean, guys, you they,
1: they are listening. They are listening they right are. now. I mean, we're, <sighs> I don't even care crazy. Leave me a voicemail. Political call. We'll call you back. You obviously can hear me. I'm well, not interested in what you have to say.
0: It's all of the drones that they have
1: up there. And it's insane. all the, uh, yes drones. Nothing. It's every device in this room. There's yes. about 300 yes <laughs> microphones besides the one we're talking into. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But that, no, but that's no, weird. there was
0: there was a uh, the Census uh Bureau reported the, you know the other day, and this did get a little bit of play. But again. No questions were asked about this in any of the news. Con- you know, Trump has news conferences about every day that last about an hour and he's hammered. You know, Biden sits down or has news conferences with like five reporters once a week and they ask, you know, how was your ice cream today?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, you know, this, and the story was that in 2019, they were talking about how good the economy was and how much the pay and, and the income had gone up for. Across the board, you know, not, you know, you, you talk about income for whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, all up, all to historic levels. But you don't hear that discussed in the mainstream media because well, no. it goes against the
1: narrative. Not only that, but when those people were were doing so well, were they social distancing? Were they not? Were they wearing their masks, for goodness sake? <laughs> I mean, come on, don't, do you need to care about people, Randy? You know, I. Not to mention that was just, you're
0: racist. Uh, Well, you know what? When you start bringing things up like that, that generally is what you're labeled. You know, no one can disagree with the other side now, at least on the left, because if you disagree with the narrative from the left, generally that's what they call you is a racist and a bigot and a bigot and various other names that we can't say even on this internet platform,
1: which isn't even regulated by the FCC, but we would still, it would, we would still face a
0: backlash. Right. Uh, but that's the way it is. There's no, you know, back in the day, you could have, you could disagree without being disagreeable. Can't do that anymore. If you don't fall in line with what the narrative is and what the other side is saying that you're just, an outcast. Yeah.
1: You, you know, know what? it's like talk to the hand. It's really silly to me from a strategy standpoint. Um, I am, I am, I would probably consider, well, as far as the tests that you can take, you know, people can go online and take tests to see what you are as far as your political leanings. And, and I am a, uh, I think if I remember right, I'm just left or just right of center as a libertarian. And so like, and I would, I mean, I would have self-described myself as just left of center. So I don't, I don't remember if that's right or not. And I don't know why I would say that other than I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't care if you want to legalize pot, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and you know, but, but that's right. more of the libertarian side of anything. But, but the other thing is I'm, I'm a hundred percent for freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Just don't get in other people's world. I mean, I don't care if you want to totally say things that are, I mean, hate speech. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Like I'm not okay with it morally but I'm okay with the freedom to say what you want to say, because if you take away somebody else's freedom, you're going to be able to take away mine. <clears throat> right. And so I don't think it like let, let love be the bigger, the bigger sound, not hate. You know, I think there's much more of that. And so ultimately the problem has been, this is that the the left has moved to this place where if, if you don't agree with them, it's not that you don't agree with them. Like you said, there's name calling, there's hate, but But it's causing, this marginalized group is causing everybody else to kind of look at them and go, well, gosh, I mean, I'm not, I can't agree with you on that. Like, I can agree with you on a lot of stuff, but man, you're going so far off the deep end. No, you're turning, they're literally turning far left leaning or mid left leaning liberals into conservatives just for the sake of balance. Right. 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 I mean and then and the, of course you're going to how are you going to not vote Trump in at that point? I mean I don't know what's going to happen but I mean if you're converting all these people Trump's not doesn't have a campaign. Really? I don't know why he says a word. Just do what you're doing, just be a president and whatever because the far left is building and I, and this gets back to conspiracy. I think the far left wants Trump to win. I mean it's it's just like conservative talk radio. Right? Conservative talk radio is going to get numbers through the roof when you have liberals in charge of everything or Democrats in charge of everything. Because everyone's gonna be angry and mad and want to talk about it and have some time. If everything's good, I mean they want this, but what, what is the likes of Glenn Beck going to talk about if the Senate, the House, the um presidency is all basically conservative Republicans? What are they going to talk about? Well, you know, I, I think
0: what some people are concerned about is that if the Democrats win in November, and by, by that, I mean the presidency, they increase their majority in the House, and they flip the Senate, then I think some people are concerned that things like conservative talk radio
1: will disappear. Will disappear.
0: Sure, yeah. Because the Democrats will make it so. yeah. You know, they, they will, and the, and the far left, which is, you know, pulling some of the strings here, uh, is going to set things up so that you cannot disagree with them. Yeah. I mean, it's already kind of that way. You're being shamed if you disagree with them and if they get full control, I think a lot of people believe they'll just flat out make it illegal sure. to disagree with them. One of my and there are some there are some people in this country who think that will be fine. Right. That that'll be great. Because if you make it illegal to disagree with us, then everybody's agreeing with us Right. and we're good.
1: One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is from uh, Tim Poole, right? Leftist center. He's a he's a liberal libertarian, like truest, purest form. And he is not remotely a conspiracy theorist. He, he runs from those things, but even he has laid out, he said, honestly, he doesn't know why he hadn't been kicked off of YouTube yet. And the only thing he can figure is this, that if and when the the left fully take over, they'll, they need somebody who's opposing, but not oppo- not far right. So he represents the new opposition. And that's why, like, whereas Steven Crowder got demonetized on YouTube and, uh, and Poole did not which they say a lot of the same things. It's because Steven Crowder's a little more over the top, same content, but Poole is left of center and he's going to be the new far right. This is how big the movement is. And this is where I get into conspiracy because I don't know if you saw this video going around, but there's a defector in the 80s um, from Russia. He was a KGB guy and he talked about the long game. And you can do research on this and find this just looking, looking up KGB, KGB long game, you know, uh, useful idiots is a term that came out of that. Yeah. If you look at our society and you lay it against this 15-minute this video from this KGB defector, it, it, it's, it, it's like reading a biography or, I mean, a history of what we've gone through. And he laid it out there was three steps to the plan the first two steps were already done and in place and it included things like infiltrating um college campuses and not not necessarily as students but as professors and those Right. And it's actually I mean it's happened. And he full on owned that as he said KGB's work for those of you who don't know cuz maybe I mean Cold War people know but uh, the KGB was the Soviet Union's FBI, or not FBI, CIA, essentially, probably the closest thing to it, but they weren't locked up in. What he said is they were only about 10 or 15% uh, intelligence gathering, actually, from other, but they were more about changing regimes and how to change cultures like that.
0: Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, young people today who are being educated by some of those people that you were talking about, professors on college campuses camp i
1: camp i man we this is good college camp i uh
0: and you know my daughter who is still in college uh you know has said to me numerous times that you know my my professors don't know what it is they're talking about Hmm. because she uh you know her mother and i are both conservative leaning. Although, I, I mean, I'm I'm very liberal when it comes to certain things and very conservative when it comes to other things. I'm physically, physically, not physically, physically <laughs> right. very conservative. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, people doing what they want to do, I'm very liberal. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you can do, Whatever you want to do, it doesn't bother me. Or I I guess I should say you can do whatever you want to do. As long as you don't get in, as long as it doesn't bother me, as long as you don't get into my space, uh, you know, I'm all for whatever individuals want to do, how they want to live their lives. Great. Great. As long as it doesn't, Affect me directly right i don't care do whatever you want to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: but and i'm all for you know people expressing themselves i don't have a problem with protests as long as they are in
1: fact peaceful it's still expensive protests. though when they're peaceful even when they're peaceful apparently it's
0: still expensive. yes like a one to two billion dollars but when you start when when you are having your quote unquote peaceful protest and you're getting into the face of people you're yelling you're screaming you're cursing you're into you know when somebody's like we've seen with some of these protests where people are getting into restaurants
1: it sounds like you after too many beers are you a peaceful
0: protester i may have done that (laughs) before (laughs) when i've had too many beers but that's a whole other thing uh but when, when you're doing things like that you're yelling you're screaming you're threatening people you're grabbing their beer off their table you're drinking it you're turning the table over That's not peaceful. Yeah. You know, when you're in somebody's face and you're screaming at them, when you're right within inches of their face and you're screaming at them and you're saying, dropping F bombs on them, you are spitting in their face. I suppose some people would say that's, well, it's peaceful. You didn't hit anybody over the head with a baseball bat. You didn't kill anybody. I disagree. Yeah. I don't think that's peaceful anymore. Mm -hmm. And when you're blocking interstate highways, okay, maybe you're not. Although people have been killed in these things because you know, it's an interstate highway, right? People are driving along at 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden there's people on on the highway. You cannot do that. And I know some people would say, well, you know, Hey, it's our first amendment right to protest we can do this sort of thing no you can't you cannot block this and like the other day out in los angeles as we record this was a few days ago those two la county sheriff's deputies who were ambushed in their vehicle some guy walks or you know walks up pulls a gun shoots them both in the head and then there are these protesters who are peacefully protesting blocking the entrance and the exits to the emergency room of a hospital. That is not peaceful protest. I don't care if you aren't saying a word that you're out there. If you are blocking the entrance to a, an emergency room entrance to a hospital, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Because not only, and they're out there chanting, we hope they die.
1: We hope they die. It sounds peaceful though. I'm still, I'm still, yeah, it's a little chill. Little...
0: We hope they, die. you know, no, you cannot do this. And they, it just makes my head want to explode that yeah. this is going on. And then, you know, there were people arrested when they wouldn't disperse. There was a reporter that got arrested. She came running over trying to, 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 the video with her phone. I, I guess some of what was going on, she didn't have the proper credentials. She ended up being arrested. You just can't do that sort of thing. I'm sorry. Right. Cannot do that. It is beyond the pale. And I, you know, I saw when this first came out on Twitter, the video came out and people were talking about how terrible it it was. There were people that were on there going, well, you know, we don't know the full story. Maybe the guy was provoked. I'm no he wasn't provoked these deputies were sitting in their were sitting in their squad car minding their own business trying mm. to protect other people and this guy comes r- running up and shoots them each in the head it looks like now from what we've seen i believe one of the deputies has been released from the hospital the other they think will survive wow they're still looking, as we record this, they're still looking for the shooter. The reward, as last I heard, was up to like $300,000 for information on mm. this person. And he, on social media, was being defended by people. Mm. To each his own, I guess. But th- that, to me, is just something that is indefensible. No right. defense for doing that sort of thing. Well, <sighs> But that's where we are in this country in 2020.
1: Yeah, so so oh man this is I just wanted to look this up. So um this is according to ABC News 7, which I'm assuming is a local outlet. TV station
0: in Los Angeles, if that's where if that's what you're looking that's at. That's what I'm looking yes.
1: at. Yeah. So um I immediately thought of some of the GoFundMe pages that have gone up for the criminals.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right. So Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, not criminals. For the alleged assailants, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. There. You could say whatever
0: you want. I'm going to call them criminals, okay. period. So end of story. So,
1: multiple millions of dollars. I know that's dollars. massively
0: politically correct. incorrect these days. Well, I'm
1: drinking scotch. So, or not scotch, whiskey. Is that what that is? No, oh, okay. It's All not right. scotch. It's uh, really good. You, so, so the thing is, you look at that, uh, millions of dollars for just one individual. These two fellas, that $300,000 uh, reward. Uh, It's, it's not, it's not from the county. It's from a GoFundMe page. It's the public who said we've raised 300,000. So you've only raised $300,000 and that's not necessarily to help these police officers. That's going to catch this guy. So you're going to pay somebody to turn this guy in. I think that is despicable, but I want to go back to this because as the crack producer that I am for your show here. I have some more data about what I touched on. Okay, with the uh, the Russian tactic. Okay, so this is declassified information. It was called Active Measures, was the program, and the specific uh, implementation included gorillas. So the it's the promotion of gorilla organizations worldwide.
0: Now we're not talking about actual apes. We are talking this about gorilla Jane
1: goodall gorillas. No, we're no, not. We're not. <laughs> guerrillas. G-U-E. Guerrillas. So that was kind of the first. That's that's one of the, the tactics that's part of this, the implementation. Also, installing and undermining governments. So they do it um, through a number of different ways, but basically it's just infiltrating the society. Um, of course, through political assassinations. And then this one, puppet rebel forces. Now, these are forces that are, I mean, puppet, obviously, People that are in those nations, and they are being fed. People are pulling the strings. People are pulling the strings, and then by supporting the political movements. Once you get to that certain point, I mean, it doesn't. Have, in fact, what was it? the AIDS epidemic? This is a great example of where this was done. They are so the Soviets were so into the long game. So in nineteen the nineteen eighties, you had the AIDS epidemic came to to uh, prominence and well existed in the first place. It wasn't there before. So, uh, Russia planted a story in Pakistan. Um, so they, they essentially they plant and quote their own story, but they let enough time pass that nobody ever notices. So they plant a story in, in a Pakistan. Sounds like
0: NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC these days.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's not too far off. No, not not at all. At all. I mean, not at all. Yeah. So they plant this story about how, uh, the, I guess it was the U S designed this, um, as a AIDS, as a biological weapon against homosexuals, and so, so they plant this source from Russia in Pakistan because you know, who cares, right? Uh, as far as the U.S., there you know a bunch of people here in the U.S. reading Pakistani publications. Then time passes, two, three years pass, and now Russia sends out proof that the U.S. has been doing this by quoting what this article from Pakistan from a couple of years back.
0: Well, you know, Nancy Pelosi, you know, and it's interesting that, uh, that she actually talked about this, but somebody asked her at one of her news conferences as speaker of the house, she has a weekly uh, news conference. And at one point, somebody asked her about some of these fake stories that would come out and, and, and how you go about undermining, uh, political opposition and that sort of thing. And she actually went into the details of how you do it.
1: Yeah. I remember this,
0: especially when you have the media on your side. Yeah. It's easy. And, and she said, you know, you end up, you, you plant a story with the media that is totally lies. Yes. Nothing about it is true. Maybe some things are Kind of, sort of, maybe something that's relatively easy that you could kind of believe, but basically it's totally false. And then you get, you leak this story, and then it winds up being printed or on the radio or on the evening news, quoting these anonymous sources about this story that doesn't exist then you have a public record of it because it has been in the Washington post, the New York times, the LA times, the San Francisco chronicle. And then you have a record of this false story where it is not based on anything real. And then once it's in the record, in the public record as being published, Or on television on the CBS evening news or whatever like that, then you can go off of that and raise all kinds of hell because hey, this has been published, this is a story. And she admitted this is this is how this works. Yeah. And you're darn right that's how it works. Yeah. And they've been doing that well ever since trump has been president yeah. ever since before trump was president
1: see this is the this is one of the reasons i have very little hope for the survival of the nation as we know it because what keeps the nation this the the idea of a free press and in, and we always talk about a free press but i think what's implied or implicit in that is that you have a unbiased right press that you have a press that just gives you the data and the facts and here's here's something that's kind of interesting i remember um, when Google, uh, yes, I remember when Google just started and people learned pretty quickly, you, you know, one of the phrases we had before the internet was what you believe everything you read, right? And we would talk about this in the newspapers and, and you can't just believe everything you read. Well, then Google comes along and, and people literally start saying, if you don't believe me, just Google it, right? We have lots of people, famous people saying, if you don't believe me, just Google it. What does that translate to? Well, I can tell you this. For free, I can create a website and a domain and put on there a story that I say is real. And that's it. Nothing to it. And if, if I pay for a search engine optimization, I can be a first response on Google or in the top four or five. And if someone clicks it, then they'll read whatever I just said and they'll go, well, yeah, I Googled it and it, there it is. And so my, my concern is, and my question to you as a journalist, you've spent, How many, I mean, 35, 40 years as a journalist, whatever it is. What does a person do today? Because now we've moved into a place where people do take Google, like doing a search engine search for something. I mean, I've pulled it up three different times and I'm taking what, you know, I'm sharing data that I think is real. But as I'm saying, I'm citing my source. ABC 7 says blah, blah, blah. How does a person today have any confidence in any data they receive from any source? Probably
0: none. you know the way things are today with technology, these deep fake now you have deep fake videos right you know I've seen videos that appear to be actual real people and well-known people. yeah you know I, I saw one uh, here not uh, too long ago of Boris Johnson, the uh, English uh, prime, the Prime Minister of Great Britain who was endorsing his opponent. Hmm. Well, how often Mm -hmm. does, does somebody who, how often would somebody endorse their opponent? Yeah. When you look at the video, it appears to be Boris Johnson endorsing his opponent. Yeah. Or endorsing a political viewpoint that you wouldn't think that would be his. Yeah. And it turns out it is a total make-believe created thing Right. that the Boris Johnson you're looking at on this video is not the real Boris Johnson. It is a computer animation of Boris Johnson. Yeah. And then there were several other videos of other people saying things that the real person would never, say, yeah. would never say, Yeah. but when you look at it, especially when you look at it and you're on your phone, right. You know, and because you know, the screen resolution may not be, or it may not be, or you're just looking at it. You don't notice something, you know, now if you've got a 60 inch high definition,
1: sure.
0: whoop-dee-doo television and you're really studying it, mm-hmm. You can see where oh now wait a minute this this isn't real here this is a a deep fake it's almost impossible I had a friend of mine we were watching uh, a thunder playoff game and uh at, you know and we may have actually talked a little bit about this in one of our previous shows and he said to me wow you know that's that's really and this is when the uh. Uh, the restart was going on in Orlando and uh, he said, wow, you know, it's really cool that, that they would take the time. And it was a thunder quote unquote home game. They were the home team in Orlando. He said, wow, this is really cool that the NBA would take the time to redo the, uh, the court so that the thunder sponsors would be on the court. You know, I, I didn't know they were going to do that. And I said, uh, they're, they're not doing that. Yeah. What do you mean? They're not doing that. It's on, I, they're on, I mean, they're, they're on there on television. And I said, that's not real. Yeah. It's not real. He said, well, it it sure looks real. I I don't really notice any. Well, and, and so he went around and around and, um, and, and you could see, on certain camera angles, you could see thunder, like there was Paycom, OU Med, uh, uh, Continental Resources, Sonic, you know that sort of thing that appeared to be logos on the court. And I said, now watch on certain angles when they were on the wide shot, all of that was on there. And I would point out, okay, now watch watch this replay, and it was from a different angle, and there was nothing yeah. on the court. And he had to watch that a couple of times before he believed what I was saying, that all of that was being digitally inlaid on here. Mm-hmm. That if you were in, uh, you know, let's say it was the, the Thunder and the Clippers that were playing. If you were watching this in Oklahoma City on Fox Sports Oklahoma, you saw Paycom, Continental Resources, Sonic, all like this. But if you were in LA and you were watching the Clippers broadcast, you didn't see Paycom, Sonic, OU Med, you saw whatever the Clippers sponsors were, Hmm. which I thought was a great idea for the NBA, uh, to do, to allow, uh, the local broadcast to do that sort of thing. Because normally before we had the pandemic, it was, you know, when you were at, Chesapeake arena, even if you were the Clippers, you know, those logos were actually on the court. And you know, you, that's what you saw in LA. You saw the logo that was on the court. Well, this time they decided, you know what, let's leave the court blank. There was the NBA logo, the black lives matter logo. And that was it. But when you watch the television broadcast, if you were watching from a thunder perspective, you saw thunder corporate sponsors that appeared to be on the court and if you were watching the other teams broadcast mm-hmm. or the national broadcast by TNT or ESPN whoever it was you saw the sponsors that were buying time either on the the local opposition broadcast or on TNT ESPN
1: yeah
0: it was a great way to get that done and we might see that going forward yeah. uh, you know in that that you might see that
1: yeah. Sort of thing. And it makes more sense anyway. Just fundamentally, it's simpler. If you're going to change sponsors even, you can do it mid-season and whatever else. But, sure, right. You know, I think uh, going back to this deep fakes thing, which is the point in all that, is just being able to fool people into what's real, mm-hmm. you know. So the deep fakes thing, I, re- you know, when what you're talking about, it's almost obvious because you're like, well, obviously he's not going to endorse his opponent. The problem isn't when it's obvious, it's when it's not. When it's not, right. And, and so uh, I remember one that I was literally fooled on because it was plausible and it was George Lucas talking about the movies now that have been made from Disney, uh, in the star Wars franchise. And I wasn't, it was like you were saying, I kind of wasn't paying attention to it. It was kind of a background thing. And I thought, man, he is being so harsh with, with this. But then I'm like, but that's George Lucas. Of course he's being harsh. Like he's got nothing to lose. Right. And it it took me a long time to figure it out that this wasn't real. And, in fact, the only reason I did it is he was part of a panel of other deep fake people. <laughs> and so when they went to these other guys, uh, like Tom Cruise was on there and different ones, you're like, well, that's just a weird group of people. And then I'm like, this isn't real. But it took me a little bit to figure that out. And I thought, man, this is just beta testing. That's all this is. Throwing it out in the wild, seeing how many people buy it. And it's not too far off before you're just going to see the real thing happening. And I think the part of what makes it doable, you talked about having high-resolution screens and stuff like that. Well, the reality is is that most of the content people consume, uh, like the majority of the content, is not highly produced content. It's shot on a phone and makes it to YouTube or whatever else. I mean, every night we've got a ritual of our nine-year-old to watch Fail Army and watch people wiping out, <laughs> basically falling over. He just gets a big kick out of it. Yeah. And so uh, so that's the content they're used to consuming. And so when you when you dumb it down in terms of resolution, when you don't have really nice tight shots and stuff that we're going to do later on in our podcast, <laughs> when you don't do that, well then it just seems like everything else and you're just seeing some low-quality version of video that's gotten transmitted. Well,
0: you know, it. and the other thing, when you have... <clears throat> when the media is as it is now heavily leaning toward one side in, in this, you get a, a wrong picture of what's actually happening because people and, and, and today people have very, very short memories. They have Mm -hmm. very short attention spans and maybe they haven't even seen, you know, you don't, back when I mean, I mean, the, the Democrats are hammering Trump right now on his response to the virus. And they think everything has taken too long. He has downplayed this. The Bob Woodward book comes out with these quote unquote revelations about him downplaying the virus and and all this kind of thing. When back in February and March, Trump admitted, you know, during a news conference, I'm the president of the United States. I don't want to cause a panic. Right. You know, I'm trying to be the calm person in the room here. At the same time, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, were all downplaying the virus. Joe Biden was heavily critical when president Trump stopped flights from China. Yeah. He was calling the president a xenophobe mm-hmm. and that this should not be done. That, you know, this is no time to panic as if Trump was panicking when he stopped the flights. Well now, you know, he's talking about how the president, you know, hadn't done anything about it. Nancy Pelosi during that same time frame when the president had banned flights from China, Nancy Pelosi goes into Chinatown in San Francisco and says, there's no problem here. We want people to come in here, do what you normally do. Bill de Blasio did was doing the same thing. They were talking about how racist and xenophobic Trump was to have the audacity to ban flights from China. They were saying we got no problems here. Now they're talking about, you know, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. He hasn't done anything. Speaking about Trump, he's been sitting on his butt, you know, not doing anything about this. Well, the media is going right along with it. Mm -hmm. They never bring up, well, you know. Ms. Pelosi <laughs> uh back in February uh, you were also were downplayed. you know that question is never asked yeah. of Nancy Pelosi
1: well and time Joe never Biden, comes into play uh, Mr. There.
0: Vice President you at the same time you da- that question is never asked hmm. Mayor De Blasio you were da- that question is never asked yeah. you know they don't and, and you know it's just all all of this uh, and so that's that's the thing with the way the media is today. And a lot of people, they live in today. Mm-hmm. They don't remember that. A lot of people don't remember what happened yesterday, much less what happened in February and March.
1: Yeah. So two things. First one, when I hear the word xenophobe, I always think of xenomorph, which is an alien from the aliens franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course I'm xenophobic. I'm afraid of aliens from the Aliens franchise, I would be afraid of them. So as you know, more, I don't know. if it's the same Yeah, because
0: it. the Aliens from the Aliens franchise, they were incredibly scary.
1: Yeah, they were. Yeah, I love that franchise. I'm not a scary movie guy, but I love Alien stuff, man. It's really good. Now,
0: the Aliens from the Men in Black franchise, yeah. well, some were kind of terrifying, They're but cute. a lot of them were kind yeah. of funny yeah, and cute and cuddly cute and cuddly yes
1: i want to thank everybody for joining us on this experiment that uh it's this is this is kind of a an ongoing social experiment of what happens when you uh give an older man some whiskey and let him talk in a microphone i think it's pretty fun <laughs> it's cool well you know one thing i'm i'm really
0: <laughs> proud of is that i haven't said any words that you that you shouldn't edit. say that that would make you do any more editing than you would normally have to. i do am too and i
1: here. i just want to tell you how much i appreciate it and just to say thank you you're welcome and, and
0: thanks to you for uh, what what is the whiskey that it I'm is uh creek, creek water creek water creek water you know when i was a kid in Warika, you know once in a while i would have some creek, creek water, water but it didn't taste nearly as good <laughs> as I, I imagine not All right, that is this edition of Scatter Shooting. And golly gee, we have really been all over the place on this episode. He is...
1: Jeremy Griffin. Thank you so
0: much for being with me. Thanks to you for listening. Next time, we'll be back with another edition of Scatter Shooting where we will talk about anything.
1: And everything.
0: Have a great rest of your day and join us again for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Scatter shooting.